Hi, this is Ashley Cafaso, and this is Are You a Nurse? A podcast about women in healthcare by a woman in healthcare. A few months ago, I decided that my goal for 2020, you know, when we had goals for 2020, <laughs> uh, would be that I would create a podcast um, about my experience in healthcare and kind of what it's been like to work in a hospital and what I've seen on the for-profit and non-profit side. And so this podcast is for not only women, uh, but all genders, right? All, all groups of people to learn about the variety of different careers you can have in healthcare. Uh, my goal is to have this come out every week for about 30 minutes, little tidbits and snacks, where I interview different people with a variety of different careers in healthcare. I think a big why as to, you know, producing this and creating this content is that when I was growing up, um, there's really only two jobs you can have in healthcare. One, if you're a female, is you're going to be a nurse. Um, and if you're a male, you're going to be a doctor. And I think some of that has changed recently, which is great. But I still get asked every time I say, you know, what do you do for a living when someone asks me that? I always say, oh, I work in a hospital. And the next question is, oh, are you a nurse? And it's not demoting nurses at all. Nurses are angels in this industry, I think. If you work in a hospital, you know that they go above and beyond for everyone. Um, and they're really just incredible people inside and out. They do so much and, frankly, don't get paid as much as they should be. But that's a topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but I think that our big why is focusing on why has it been so – the dichotomy is so deep. Why can you only do two different roles in healthcare? So my big why for this is – creating a place where I can educate young people, um, you know, I have, or even all people, really. I, I mean, I think for me, I think about my mentee, Lisa, and I think about her experiences um, being a person of color growing up in the Bronx and being told that she wants to do healthcare and she's being told that she should be a nurse. So I, I want her and I want other people in her, in her demographic to understand there's a variety of careers. But also the big why is comes from a concept that till very recently I didn't understand, but I was having a conversation with my mom and someone had mentioned, um, you know, why, you know, my career was going to be taking off soon. And my mother turned to me and she said, you know, I wish my life was taking off. So this podcast is really for everyone who's looking for a new opportunity, looking to learn more about healthcare in general. This is my life's passion. Uh, there's nothing else I would want to do in any other different industry. Um, so as I always try to tell people, it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and you see the food coming to your table and you get really excited because you're excited to eat. Maybe other people don't have that same feeling, but I do. Um, and that's how I get when I hear about health, like different topics about healthcare. So a little bit of an introduction about me and then every week I'll do something similar. I'll ask similar questions and that way people can get a good look at a variety of different things that are going on in healthcare. So for me, like my education, my background, where I'm from. So I'm originally from Paramus, New Jersey, which is about 15 minutes outside of New York City. Uh, both my parents are from Bergen County, but I am the granddaughter of two immigrants from Italy. Uh, and their education was limited, to say the least. Uh, there was a lot of child labor. There was a lot of, you know, not being literate, if you want me to be quite honest. Um, and my 
dad went to school. Went, he was the first person to go to college. Uh, my mom comes from a single parent background. My mom is also disabled. She has cerebral palsy. So for me, my background has really been shaped by the concept of having this dual system of being an immigrant, having the immigrant mentality, right? So for the immigrants that I'm sure would probably be listening, it's kind of, there's only four or five different careers, right? You can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you could be a teacher, but the concept of thinking outside the box and thinking more about who you are and what you want to do and your passions don't really come up in conversation, right? And you're almost seen to be a failure if you didn't become a doctor or a lawyer. Um, So this podcast is going to help some of those people. Um, I think another thing that's important to note is that my mom is disabled. And so growing up, she had Medicare and Medicaid. And using the different governmental systems to help support her. And, you know, she's very lucky that it's a mild case of CP now. She can walk. You know, she can do all these different things. And it's not the case for everybody. So I definitely want this podcast to touch a little bit about healthcare finance because that's something that I get really excited about. And I think, you know, I want people to learn more about it. I want people to understand that there should be no stigma behind the payer that you have, if it's Medicare or Medicaid, if you're disabled, um, if you're low income, socioeconomic status. So I think that's something I want to touch base on. Another piece of like my background and my education is that, so like I said, grew up in Paramus, New Jersey. Um, I went to Immaculate Heart Academy, which is an all-girl private high school. Um, that's about like five minutes away from my house. And I think there was the first time that I really acknowledged that there was a variety of careers and a variety of different tracks. Uh, that place is a godsend if you're looking to send your daughter to a place where there's higher thought, there's higher thinking. It's not if you do this, it's when you do this. It's not if you have a career, it's when you have a career. It's not if you go to college, it's when you go to college. And I think that has really been a game changer for how I view my life now. Especially like, you know, seeing some people kind of fall into that whole, like, I just want to be a housewife type of mentality. That's not really something for me. Not that there's anything wrong with having a family. I think that's also beautiful. And so to kind of give you a little bit more background on the jobs I've had and kind of how I got here too. So I went to school in Charleston, South Carolina. I went to the College of Charleston. I majored in anthropology, which for most people is literally useless, but I thought that I wanted to go to medical school. So that's why I focus on such an odd major. And I think the thing is too, now I look at all the different benefits I got from having that humanities type of background. So I've been very lucky to have great professors to be able to focus on more of a healthcare aspect of anthropology. So I spent my time doing that. Um, I also had three minors, which was linguistics, French, and health. Um, which was a lot, but at the same time, I also worked a variety of jobs because, you know, I needed to work to make money in order to support myself. And also it gave me an ability to see different people in different backgrounds, which I think is something that we can all take away from this. I think one of the most important aspects of kind of starting your life and learning more about yourself is having exposure to others. So I was in a sorority. Um, I was served on that committee and exec leadership for a long time. And I think that had a lot to do with how I saw the world and how I focused on problems. 
And then from there, I also worked at an HIV AIDS clinic in South Carolina, which was very interesting because at the time it was 2013. Um, and so the Affordable Care Act was just coming into play, which I know can be a source of heated debate, which is fine. I'm open to having conversations about that too. I think that one of the most important things that I learned though is how we treat people who have HIV and AIDS in this country. It was abysmal to see the lack of healthcare coverage, the sense that they couldn't take care of themselves, you know, and a lot of the work I did was focus on the policy efforts that we had. So at the time, South Carolina was one of the few, was one of, I don't want to even say a few states because it's a lot of states that would actually socially isolate people who had HIV and AIDS in their prisons. Uh, so I worked a little bit on that. I worked a lot on making sure that people had access to HIV and AIDS medication. And I did a lot of research specifically on African-American women and their story of HIV and AIDS because normally they are overlooked, um, right? Because we normally think um, gay white male men are the carriers of HIV, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, so that's kind of my background for undergrad. And then I went to Tulane in New Orleans, roll wave, um, and I got my MPH a year later in um, health management and policy. But my real focus had been finance and economics and kind of the, the background of that. Um, yeah, and so that's how it all started. I did a lot of stuff with payers because I thought that's interesting. I still think that's interesting. Um, and then I started, I did a residency at NYU um, where I worked in a MS clinic. And then I worked, did a couple of rotations in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber clinic. And really, it's kind of a crazy story how that all happened was by chance running into somebody I knew for years and his wife had a relationship and I had applied, but I didn't think I'd get it. So it was a whole thing as to how I'm here, um, which I can also go into in a later podcast as to how I think the universe just works together to make things happen. With that being said, I ended up, um, you know, focusing on staying at NYU I finished my master's in a year and a half. I did a thesis on the ACA and how to create risk pools and mandating coverage. So again, if we want to talk about that, always an option. Um, with that, I kind of moved into a focus on revenue cycle. I think one of the most important things someone ever told me was focusing on having hard skills, right? If you have empathy and you have the ability to connect with others, and you are a natural born leader, that will come very easily towards you, right? There's a couple of refining skill things that you may need to learn throughout time. But the focus should always kind of be on what are the skills I don't have and how can I create them? And how can I have a solid playing level? And one of the most, you know, one of the wisest things someone told me, which was this lady Sylvie, that was my uh, preceptor at this NYU residency, was to have a background in a hard skill. So she said, revenue cycle is great. She said, you can always tell somebody who has a background in revenue cycle from someone who doesn't. And if you want to be an administrator, which I'll get to at the end of this as to where I see this all going. Um, you know, one of the things you need to know is revenue cycle. So I worked in a revenue cycle position at NYU for a year and a half. Um, and I focused really on charge masters, right? Creating a charge master, focusing on that, doing um, missing charges, focusing on charge accuracy, 
also looking at the systems behind how charges happen. How are we educating physicians? How are we teaching them what to do? How are we educating consumers? How are we focused on that? And I think a lot of what I brought to the table that now I look at and I say, wow, that was a great experience, is the concept that I was an open vessel, right? I was open to learning anything and how to do everything. And after a while, I kind of was like, okay, like I've learned some, but this is not where I want to be forever. I've done contracting in the past when I was at uh, when I was at Tulane. So I thought to myself, okay, it is time to learn a new skill set, be in a new industry, and learn a little bit on the other side of the table. So I went to work at a large insurance company where I did networking. So network contracting is not what you think when you think of like a network manager. You create the prices and the payments for everything. You make sure things go well. If there's underpayments, you focus on that. Overpayments, you try to get your money back. You learn new things, new implementations. Um, And I think one of the things I noticed when I worked there is the concept of for-profit and non-for-profit, which we'll dive into a little bit more as we interview other people in different industries, all related to healthcare, right? So insurance is still related to healthcare because you're still offering care for other people. You have technology in healthcare. Um, So one of the things I realized is that there's a very stern difference between patient-centric and basically shareholder-centric, right? So that's something that had deterred me after I worked, you know, a little bit over a year in this company. And we can get more in-depth as to my experience there. Um, It's not as pleasant as I had at NYU, but that's kind of where where it is. Um, We can have that conversation at a later date, though. And then from there, I have my current job, which I work at New York Presbyterian. I focus as a project lead, uh, which kind of like a project manager, on a variety of different things, right? So I do a lot of special projects, and my job has changed so much since I've been there in the last two years. Um, I laugh only because, right, when you start your career, you don't realize how many different outlets there are. So now I'm in a very corporate position where I work on helping corporate corporations focus on their health issues, their, you know, how they can make the world a better place for their employees. And I also do different special projects for research and different um, strategies. So I think it's been an, an incredible experience, if you want me to be honest with you. I have such a wonderful team. I have a wonderful boss. I have a wonderful SVP and COO. And I think they have made work for the first time in my life actually enjoyable. Uh, and now, you know, I have the ability to create a podcast about it. Like that's, that's kind of the beautiful thing is that once you're in a good environment, you know, you're in a good environment because of the people around you, because you want to keep lifting everybody else up. And I think that's what New York Presbyterian has done for me. Um, so we'll see how the future, how it goes. Um, but I really am truly happy in, in this company with the people I work with and and doing the things I do. And of course, right, like after two years, kind of like having a boyfriend, you want a little spice or a little interesting stuff that comes up. So we'll see what happens in the future. Um, So that's my background of education and jobs, where I'm from. So to give you kind of where I want this podcast to go is really getting to the nitty gritty of why we do what we do, all of the different roles. 
Um, so like I said, I originally thought that there was only two roles. You could have an hospital, a doctor or a nurse. I didn't realize that there's administration, there's environmental services, there's grant writing, there's funding, there's development, there's strategy, there's technology, there's innovations. Like there's so many different roles that I didn't realize existed until I got there. One of the key points of why I want this content to be out there to teach people about the different roles and trying to lift women up in healthcare is we make up 80%, according to the Bureau of Statistics of Labor, we make up 80% of healthcare workers, but less than 20% are in key leadership roles. Less than 13% of women are CEOs of hospitals. That's a problem. That is a lot of gender stereotypes. That is a lot of work to be done on our part, you know, not only for people who are currently in the industry, but for those who want to inspire the next generation. You know, I see a lot of changes happening in our society. And I think now is the time to produce something like this to inspire the younger generation to get out there. Um, So I think that's going to be the foremost focus of what I want to see happening. Um, With that being said, you know, I'm going to produce this probably and do interviews once, once a week. Uh, My goal is to make 30 minutes of something that you can digest and kind of move forward with. Um, Something that's thought provoking and helps you kind of realize where you want to be. So I'm going to end out this episode um, kind of with thanks for listening to me babble for the last like 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it was. Time is an illusion, right? Um, and feel free to email me at areyouanursepodcast at gmail.com. If you have suggestions on what areas of the hospital you want to focus on or what is something that you're interested in, because I'm more than willing to reach out to people in my network or cold call or figure out a way to talk to women to make sure that I get the story straight. So thank you for listening to me. Um, Yeah, and we'll be around. See you next week.